What do you do if someone confides in you that they may harm themselves or others? Do you betray their trust? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 79 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learned that you must seek outside help. Hopefully one day they will thank you. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Shortly prior to our arrival in Edmonton, our shul, Beth Israel, was firebombed. A Molotov cocktail was thrown through a window of the synagogue. While there was some damage to the building, thank God nobody was hurt. Initially, the police had no leads on the case. And then a few days later, a fellow walked into the police station, dragging his teenage son with him. Officers, the good man said, I'd like to hand over the criminal who firebombed the synagogue. My son told me what he'd done, claiming he was protesting Israel's actions. I told him that was unacceptable and that he must be brought to justice for his heinous behavior. We are good Canadian citizens, and that's not how we act. While a husband can annul his wife's vows, today's stuff distinguishes between ordinary and harmful vows. Regular vows are reactivated upon the dissolution of the marriage. Vows of self-affliction are eternally annulled. Let's look at the Gemara. Says the Mishnah, and these are the vows that he can nullify matters that involve self-affliction. Says the Gemara, can he only nullify vows of affliction, whereas vows that do not involve affliction he cannot nullify? But isn't it taught between a man and his wife, between a father and his daughter, which teaches that a husband can nullify any vows between him and her, even if they do not involve affliction? They said, in fact, he can nullify both these and those. However, vows of affliction he nullifies forever, i.e. the vows remain nullified even if they subsequently divorce. But vows that do not involve affliction, while they are married, it is an effective nullification, but when he divorces her, the vow is reactivated. Let's analyze the Gemara. Why are self-affliction vows annulled forever? Perhaps the underlying rationale is that such utterances are bigger than the marriage. It's not about their relationship. If she has vowed self-harm, his annulment protects her from herself. And we all have a duty to look out for one another's safety, regardless of the status of the relationship. So even when they're no longer together, his protective cancellation lingers as a reminder to her that she must take care of herself. Confidentiality is an integral element of any close relationship. Nevertheless, one has a duty to breach confidentiality when it becomes apparent that a confidant is at risk of harming himself or others. Why? Because the issue has now transcended the relationship. It's no longer between you and the other person. The potential for self-harm must be completely annulled now and forever. And very often that entails seeking outside assistance. Whether you're a friend, a teacher, a rabbi, a rabbitson, if someone confides in you that they're considering placing themselves or others in danger, you must betray that person's confidence and seek third-party help. In most situations, you're not qualified to deal with the issue. If you fail to engage with professionals to intervene, you will bear responsibility for this individual's actions, God forbid. It's not an easy decision to make. You feel that this person has shared their innermost feelings with you, and they might never trust you again. But that's a price worth paying if you can protect them and others right now. Just think how hard it must have been for that Edmontonian father to hand over his son to the authorities. But he knew that if he wouldn't bring him in to be charged, the path of damage would continue. 
Indeed, it came to light that the young man had already firebombed two other synagogues. Both congregations had been lucky that nobody was present at the time. But there was no knowing what might have happened next time, God forbid. His father's courageous intervention ensured there was no next time. If you know someone who is hurting himself or others or is considering doing so, you must seek outside assistance. It's not compromising the relationship, you're helping them, and hopefully one day they will appreciate your intervention. May you forever be a source of safety and security to all those around you, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.